0: Hey, everyone. I hope you're doing well. This is such a great episode with Travis Huff. Uh, he's going to talk a little bit about his journey and growing up and some of the adversity he had to deal with and and then get into you know what he does for a living. So I hope you enjoy the episode and I can't wait to talk to you right after. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Mendoza, and I've got a very special guest with me today. His name is Travis Huff, and I'm going to give him just a second to give uh, you all just a quick intro about who he is and what he does.
1: What's going on, folks? My name is Travis. Too tall and huff. I wish you guys a blessed day right now. As we know, we're going through a lot right now. So I wanna first start with that. I'm a little guy, a little big guy, six foot eight out of Fresno, California, a place that no one wants to come to, but that's okay. We have built a business out here, a social media business. um, And it's it's really started off of of a story that I was talking to a buddy at, at a store at a starbucks and, and we kind of just it planted the seed for me and so we'll talk about that but the point is you know at the end of the day i'm from fresno i got my own b-real show i got a podcast i got myself a business but right now i'm just a human because we're all going through something right now that shoot i've never even could never even think of and we even talked before the show like these are some of the things you think of in movies things like that so Right now I'm just human, I'm feeling grateful, I'm feeling blessed, I wanna share that with the universe. I hope that more and more people are sharing that with others, um, and uh, and shoot, right now I'm just excited to hear about you know what's what's next, because it seems like every day I was telling my wife, it just gets a little bit more, more, the stepping stools get a little bit more difficult, and you're like, oh my God, this is next? So I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm just human right now, I'm feeling grateful, and uh, thankful to be on his show, my man, Jordan.
0: Hey, no, it's 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 awesome to have you on. I'm glad that you and your family are doing well, right? There's yes. a lot of people that are out there that that aren't that, that are dealing with the situation from another lens, right? There's people that are having to work at hospitals. Oh my like, god. Yeah. I can't even imagine being a doctor or a surgeon or a nurse in the emergency room right now, which I actually have we have some friends that are in those situations. So, yes. like you said, I feel I feel blessed. It's an honor to have you on the show. And, you know, this this show is is really all about giving people context into the guests so Mm -hmm. it's about learning about their journey I want to learn about you know how you got to where you are today like how you got to the point to where starting a business was even in in your in your purview, right? Absolutely. So I want to rewind a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna go back in time and let's start out with elementary school. So when oh, yeah. you're in elementary school, you know what kind of kid were you? Were you? Yes. Uh, I'm I'm sure you're probably about like at least five three when you're in kindergarten. I was talking. Uh, yeah, six, I was always a taller kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So a... so how was it being uh, being a kid in elementary school? And right, pro- you you had to have been one of the taller kids if you're six yes. eight today. I'm yes. assuming you've dealt with height has been yes. advantageous or maybe in some situations not advantageous. Of course. Um, yes. So I would love to just hear a little bit about how, how you were as a kid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As a kid, you know, I was always an entrepreneur. I always had that niche. I didn't know it at the time, but I've done tons of things from uh, selling stuff out of my house, having cookie stands, lemonade stands, did the paper boy route. Uh, had a blast doing that. Actually, I think I got that job in like fifth or sixth grade, which I don't know how you get those jobs at that young. And I did it through my middle school age. But at that, I, I was tall, folks. Uh, my parents went through a divorce at fifth at fifth grade, and and also at the same time, my brother went through fighting nephrotic syndrome, and so. Those were a little bit of tough times for us as a family. Um, you know, I went through stuff where I was battling eating. I think I was I was emotionally eating. I think my mom's just a great baker and she just loves to cook. And so part of my very first struggle in life was my weight because I played baseball. I was still active to the point you need to be, but I was also overeating and maybe emotionally eating. Um, and I think we all do that shit right now. Everyone's, <laughs> see memes of people eating their whole quarantine pantry like in a night or two. But the point is, that I think that was my very first challenge, folks, is when I was from probably elementary school through middle school, even into high school, even though I played baseball and I was still active, was my weight. And it was holding me back in my life. And the body itself can hold you back. I mean, I had to do stuff where I had, you know, breasts, if you want to call it male breasts, and I had to tape down my chest in the high school ages. I mean, it it was crazy. I mean, as far as to, to be avoiding getting picked on because guys would say, Hey, you got great, great boobs and you know, you got, you know, and, and, and it, it just, it's, it's something that no one ever wants to deal with, but it's out there. It's body shape. People know about it and hear about it. And, uh, and, and shoot the biggest thing was my body. How can I figure out and change my body? So over those years, as of doing, you know, paper boy, I worked in a car wash, did a lot of grind businesses. Uh, my mom had an entrepreneurs, uh, Nick too, my dad was an accountant, uh, so he had that more structural mind. And my mom's the creative one that had all these entrepreneurial ideas. She had a wish candle and I would help her make the wish candle and package them up. And we were sending them off to Baskin Robbins and Save Marts and the local grocery stores. And so I learned kind of what it was to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of work to be involved. And I always liked having money. It's like buying baseball cards. As you guys probably can see around me, I got tons of autographs. These are things that I started collecting when I was a kid. I, I found out that you could, mail out a letter to your favorite celebrity and maybe they would sign it back with your name on it and so i'd start getting stuff behind me got wayne gretzky's and uh, you know muhammad ali's and in front of me i got the rock and bill belichick and al pacino yeah my man there you go wayne gretzky right there wayne in the sports the sports illustrated uh so I just, I, I just was fascinated with some of these heroes and I realized, okay, wow, you can reach out to them. So I guess part of me has always been into projects, always been into getting things done. Kind of like when I started my podcast, you know, I always kind of had projects and even through when I started getting out of high school and into college. So the biggest challenge I had at that point, folks, was my body. And so at 17 years old, when I was graduating high school, I had a buddy, Jared, that he was a fit dude. You know, all the girls liked him because Jared had the bomb body. He was just a rip dude. And he was a little guy, you know, he wasn't big like me. He was a little guy, but he would just put in the work at the gym, you know? And so I finally said, dude, whatever this guy is doing, I got to figure it out and started taking me into the gym. Because as you guys know, folks, the gym is intimidating, right? It's not set up to be just peaceful like just coming in and do everything because you don't know half the time what this shit is and you're looking around and what do i do and how much weight do i put on and there's other some meathead dude in there like oh, oh you know and there's just so it's not set up for someone to just be overweight coming in the gym so a lot of times i do the elliptical to you know lose weight that was a big one for me sometimes i'd be going twice a day doing the elliptical for 30 40 minutes to lose that and get that cardio going but i started learning the weights and but the big one was diet folks. It was cutting out, it was uh, looking at my diet, where was I eating? Cutting out the, the fast food as much as possible, cutting out the sugars, the chips, the sides, the, the the soda, transparently folks, that's the one for sure. You're just putting in liquid ice cream. So I always think about that every time. So I, that's what avoids me from not drinking soda is I, I love ice cream, but I would rather eat ice cream then drink ice cream, especially if you're just drinking it with your fries, and your you know, other stuff. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. If you like soda, drink soda, Warren Buffett does it and you can live a long life drinking soda. There's nothing wrong. But for me, I knew that that was holding me back. And so I had to make the change. So I cut all that stuff out, man. And it's been basically since then 17 years old. I was now, uh, you know, last year was 37. So that was 21 year journey that I've been still working at this every day, making cuts you know, staying as healthy and as active as I can um, and I think no one's perfect around this, you know, but the point is that, uh, the body is the most important. I would not be the same person right now to you, Jordan, or anyone that listens to me, talks to me, been interacting with me. They wouldn't even know who I am. I tell my wife, you wouldn't even be with me because you, the person that I was wouldn't attract you. I, she was maybe attracted to me for many things, but I was a, a doing music at that time. I was on the stage, rocking stage. I would have never done that shit before. I would have never been out in front of performing in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people in an event. I would have never done that, and I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to be talking to you today on a podcast and telling you my story. And so, when you get your body into the place where you're constantly figuring it out and constantly maybe little making little changes, it doesn't have to be drastic, but that is what has propelled me along the journey the most. I would say is the body, and and like you said, and, you know, we, like we talked about, you know, there's 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 really no right or wrong answers, but when you have control of that and you know like where your weaknesses are and where your strengths are <laughs> and you kind of can figure out, okay, I gotta make a few cuts here. And to enjoy an ice cream, I gotta make a few cuts here. I gotta eat a salad at lunch every day. You know what I mean? Um, but 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 truthfully folks, I think that's what everyone's struggling with right now because we're all worried about our bodies. You know, we're all worried. Are we the healthy ones? Are the ones, I was telling joking with my friends last night. I, I feel like some of us already got this thing because some of us were really sick in december and january like they're saying and we just didn't know that maybe this was a well you know we and we've already passed it on unfortunately we were just the more people that could fight it so we just don't know because we have maybe not been tested there's not a lot of tests but um but yeah the body man i think is the most important thing right now for people um i think that's the most important thing to focus on obviously we could branch off that but and then taking me even deeper jordan is I got so blessed after high school, All right, I went to college, I, I stumbled around. I got, I got out, of the, out of this college in a six year program, finally. I got myself together and I, I figured out a way to get through City College and through uh, Fresno State College. And I became a marketing. I was in marketing. I wanted to do sales and marketing. My dad wanted me to take over his accounting business. But I realized I loved advertising. I loved the campaigns and I I enjoyed being accountant. I enjoyed doing taxes for him and I I really learned a lot. I also did stockbroker and I did a lot of different things to kind of figure out what I'd really like to do before getting out of college. And then I I said, I'm gonna do advertising. And so I got a blessing to work for Disney at the ABC television company and working there for four and a half years. Um, doing lots of different things from television, marketing campaigns, broadcast advertising, you know, learning the business from the ins and outs. Uh, and then literally one day at a Starbucks, man, and this is the, the final end of the story here is that one day at a Starbucks, my buddy Jason says, dude, people are gonna need the Facebook pages match. And it was like, boom, that was my golden ticket, man, to just start my own real business, take some of the connections I had. I saw the business changing in the advertising. Um, television abc television was changing amongst my eyes at that time it was 2009 11 years ago um it was changing right there you know you can just see it like it's gonna change this business is not gonna be as profitable it has to change and so i was like dude this is my time let's go baby and i put a powerpoint together folks and i just said let's go real time outsource that's the name bam
0: Okay. So that was a lot of info folks, but a lot of value, a lot of value as well. So let's, let's go ahead and unpackage this a little bit. So, um, let's rewind back to you're, you're a kid, right? You're, you're dealing with, with some weight issues, um, and you're getting bullied, you're getting picked on. So what, what I want to really find out, and this would be good for the audience is where, what was the pivotal moment for you? You know what was the pivotal moment for you when you you really started to get this self awareness that you know I can make these changes for myself, right? Whether that you know was maybe your mom or dad that was helping you, or maybe one day you kind of looked at yourself. I know you had an epiphany at seventeen with your buddy who was getting all the girls, right? Like yes. that's that's an easy one. But there had <laughs> to have been there had to have been something yes. foundational that helped you get to your seventeenth birthday. Yes, right sir. So, so what was it for you
1: well transparently my mom helped me get a breast reduction sur- surgery so that changed my freaking life folks because i was taping down my chest i was people didn't people didn't even know like how big i really was because i was taping down my chest and i was starting to have like wounds on my sides because i was just doing i was doing it all on my own man my brother and sister didn't even know like it's one of those things you just keep to yourself man and Thank god for my mom i thank her all the time and i, I think about her all the time because she made that sacrifice even though she maybe couldn't financially she made the sacrifice because it wasn't something insurance would cover um i think the plastic surgeon did something too where he helped out too in my situation and uh she made it happen man and i told myself i'm never going back there man i told myself i'm never going back there i'm not going back there the doctor said you know from here forward you should be good like your chest is you know, a guy's chest, you know, or whatever. You don't have male, you know, feet. males can get estrogen or if you want to call it, they they can get fat there. And so it it would just, man, it changed my life now, man. And so I saw, always told myself I'm going to be doing pushups and I started doing pushups. I started doing one pushup, folks. It, uh, shit, for a while there, I could just do one or two or three, you know, full pushups just because that's all I had, man. I mean, I didn't have the strength. And, you know, now I get up to, you know, I'm doing 25, 30 at a time. No problem, you know, I mean, I don't do hundreds, but I do 25, 30, and then I can continue to do, you know, 25, 30. I try to do at least 50 to 100 push-ups a day on top of working out and things. Just anytime I get a break or whatever, or if I need a pump up, I do push-ups because I always know that if I work at my chest. I won't go back there, you know. So I think that was really the pivotal moment. Jordan is just having such a having such an impact. It changing my life, it changing my outlook. Feeling confident now, feeling like I would stand taller because I kind of like hunched over to kind of hide my body or my chest. And then I could stand taller, you know, now I can feel like I could broaden my shoulders and I, and there's something about being a man and be able to stand tall, you know? And so I think that was truly the pivotal moment um, was she helped me there and then, then I had to take the ball and run with it. And I still do every day now, I'm 37 years old, 38 years old, actually shit, 38 years old, man. And uh, I got to take the ball and run every day, you know? I mean, that, there's no excuse.
0: I love that, man. And now thinking back, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, it this way, but I just had this thing come into my head. So w- would you think that after that surgery was over, that this was the, the birth of Too oh, and Like yeah. the, the true birth, yep. of, you know, right? Because it there's something nuts. confident about that name, right? Yes. It's not just tall, it's like Too and you know? And, yes. and so in order to come up and create that that name, that nickname for yourself, it you had to be confident.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it created a whole nother level of confidence. Within a few months, I was acting goofy in classes. I mean, I had—I was hanging out with, you know, more girls and having fun and all of a sudden, you know, I just was livening up, you know, uh, and it never stopped. It just never stopped. I just kept doing the same thing. The The party kept going into college years and still having fun and, you know, uh, then eventually at some point I started getting into Oh, I love wanting to do the music and produce, but it was definitely a lot longer before the actual too tall in, but I absolutely agree with you. I think that's when I had my, if you want to call it rebirth or your second shot at life. I've had a few other shots too, but that was one of my first ones for sure. That was just like, man, like, don't go back, dude. Like this feels too good. Like keep feeding this. Obviously we've all eaten crappy food once in a while you know what i mean there's no right or wrong answer as far as that but just get back on the cycle you know what i mean like never give up on yourself and it's just those little changes it really is it's it's the smallest changes that can make the biggest impact because most people want immediate results the the results in fitness finances business do not happen immediately the only way they happen immediately is that you get lucky you get lucky a lottery ticket you get lucky you just you just get lucky you get the right to business you you know you just decide to start a mass company right now or you start a a toilet paper company and you just blow up and you but it's not going to last forever but you just get lucky and the same thing could happen with your body you could just hit the right diet for a second lose 20 pounds and then if you get off the diet because it sucks and you want to go back and eat sugar and uh, some sweet stuff and some stuff like that boom you blow back up again so it's it's and obviously you know there's a whole business around this you know but yeah Great insights, dude. I like that. I really maybe haven't thought of it that way, but yes, absolutely, absolutely. That was the birth. birth Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so let's let's fast forward up to high school, right? Seventeen. You see your buddy working out. You guys are are hanging in the gym. Is, Is there one piece of advice that you would share with the audience that maybe your friend gave you when you first started trying to get physically fit, right? Because I think. You know for the audience is listening what a better time to start working on your fitness right like yes you you know again, if you're, if you are, you know, blessed and have the ability to work virtually, it's amazing. Right. And, and most of your day is going to be consumed. I know I'm doing it. I'm on a lot of zoom calls. I'm on regular phone calls and it is, I mean, you're putting in a full day's work, but there's still a lot of time left. So, so was there something that he told you that maybe you could share with the audience that you would say was foundational for you to start having the success that you were getting?
1: You said, you know, don't be embarrassed, you know, because I was embarrassed that I couldn't lift as much as he could on the on the bench, for instance, you know, and because he, he was a little guy. I'm a big-ass dude. I'm like double his size and height, but he could put up more on the bench. But obviously, we know why. He's got shorter arms. It's harder for guys that are tall to do bench. Let's just be real. I got way long arms compared to a little tiny guy. But he said just don't be embarrassed, just keep putting in the work, man. No one's going to care, you know. No one's going to care if you're not lifting as much as they are or whatever. Just don't worry about it, man. Like it's it's all good. Just keep coming back and you'll get stronger, you know. And that was that that still builds to me today. Even when you go into the gym and you and you, you know you're confident, you feel good, but there's always going to be someone stronger. Someone sticking some steroids in their butt, someone pushing the limit spending their whole day eating chicken breast and broccoli and making those sacrifices to look good. And, and that, that's just the reality. I mean, it's and you and you want to tell yourself this. And I truly believe this folks, for everybody listening, you want to tell yourself this. They look good and so do I. Anytime you see someone that looks good and you're like, "Damn, they look good." Tell them. "Hey man, you look good, man. Keep working hard, you know? Don't be afraid, especially nowadays, shit. We need to be, you know, patting each other on the back. But in your mind, if you see someone on TV, you see someone on video, you see someone. Hey, they look good, and so do I. Don't forget to tell yourself you look good, no matter where you're at.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I think you know, projecting good things over yourself is is a good thing, right? It, it makes yes. you feel better, right? It mm-hmm. releases certain endorphins in your in your brain, right? When when you're positive, and you know it really been thinking about a lot when when you had the surgery you said something that you, you got more confident you oh, know yeah. and and confidence and positivity they're super contagious so it made a lot of sense that you were starting to attract more people and that you were starting to honestly be yourself yes right? right Right. and before you felt like you couldn't right? you were putting on this proverbial mask like Mm. literally masking yourself but now it gave you that newfound confidence to say like let me just let me just be me oh absolutely and i I think in 2020 and and going into even the next decade that's the game it is is be you be true to yourself because you know You'll be found out really, really, really quickly. <laughs> yes. know, especially if you're if you're somebody that wants to establish a personal brand, right? Absolutely, I've been learning a lot over the last year. You know, um, and I think I think we're connected on LinkedIn. I think we actually connected on LinkedIn first before Absolutely. this even got we set did. up. From I time, know, I know, you know I which, was, that. which was crazy. Um, but you know, I I learned. From you know, really consuming content, watching other people, seeing what they're doing, and then you know, I had a lot of people virtually encourage me, right? And so I'm sure you had a lot of people in your corner over the years. So besides mom, you know, mm-hmm. and in your buddy in high school, who would you say has been, you know, somebody in your life that's just always been super encouraging mm-hmm. um, that you, you want to give a shout out to on the show? Because I know there's got to be some people that oh, have yeah, been, been, been in your corner.
1: So I've had always had my dad. You know, at some points we didn't have the greatest relationship. Um, up till high school, not the greatest relationship. My parents went through a lot. You don't, you don't know what side of the story. You're living with one person, they're telling you one thing. You come to another person, they tell you something else. You don't know. Um, but now my dad, he's he's a man of discipline. I mean, the dude does. He wakes up in the morning, goes for a jog or goes for a bike ride. He'll then go home, meditate, do tai chi. Then he does. Sometimes he does mental health groups uh, on like the weekends. He can't do them right now, but he just always has pushed himself and also had always had a physical routine. And I've always, didn't really always admire that about him, didn't really understand, but he's a man of routines. And I think that's the most important thing in this life is exercise is a routine, business is a routine, family is a routine everything is a routine and you build it and you control it Netflix doesn't control you you control Netflix you can make that part of your routine or you can sit there and binge Netflix all day and have nothing done in your life you are in control of those things so I love his routines there was also two uh, men um, my mom's business partner and he was one of my neighbors and one of my really good friends dad Bruce he changed my life because he had also a good mindset about business. He taught me a lot and brought me into his businesses and he showed me the ins and outs, took me out know, to trade shows. I was working at trade shows for his pottery business and just got exposed to like what it was like to be on the floor of a trade show and like talking to people and like representing a brand in a way, even though I wasn't really the representative he was, but I still was kind of listening and. Fielding out questions by the second day or two, you kind of get more confident and you're talking to people and interjecting and, that's a part of how I became a salesperson, I think, is because he kind of got me started. And then another impactful person, John and Abidikian, was uh, one of the business owners at the car wash I worked for. And he started me at the beginning, you know, job where I was just vacuuming and doing the simplest, hardest kind of tasks and then kind of worked my way up doing sales, which was like the more, you know, lucrative position inside the car wash where you can make some commissions and you made some money. And then I even moved up to where I was kind of doing overseeing operations or helping out with all uh, levels of, business when they would take breaks or stuff like that for three, four, five hours. I'd be the operations manager, kind of watching over in customer service, dealing with all sorts of different things, man, at a car wash, man, from, we had one employee that had like $800,000 in cocaine and drugs and things in his car, in his car. We had the feds pop them because a lot of people that work at car washes because they have to, because they have to have a job, but that doesn't mean they're not making money other places to everything else under the sun. Pimps, prostitutes, uh, people that were doing weird things in the car while you're sitting there trying to help them. And just, it it was interesting, man. It was interesting. I had a grandma tell me that I stole her Game Boy. I popped the trunk and see the Game Boy sitting in her trunk. I mean, I had heard it all, man. I mean, so you really learn customer service dealing with that level of of people, you know? and then that definitely taught me, like I said, how to be a good in customer service, because that's a big part of running a business, getting back to people. Even if you're, you're not really selling social media, you're selling that I'm gonna get back to you when you need to. When you need, ask me to post this, I'm gonna get it posted. When you need me to do this, I get it done for you. When you have a question about this campaign, we tell you about the question. You know, and that's really what solidifies and keeps your business long-term. If you just wanna do selling social for a campaign for one week, go ahead and do it. But what keeps a business long-term, 11 years of month after month revenue coming in, month after month business coming in is customer service. It doesn't yeah. matter what you sell. It doesn't matter. You could be selling anything under the sun, and you're not a good customer service. You're not good at serving your customer. You're, you're late at getting back to them. You're, you know, you're always kind of fighting with them in a way. They're gonna, they're gonna find someone else. I mean, dude. I mean, you hear it all the time. They're gonna go find someone else. So, and I think that's why people do business with me. You know, it's because I'm good at customer service. I've been there when talking to pimps, uh, you know, selling them stuff. I've had lots of friends that have sold illicit things along the along the journey here in my college days and things like that. And so I've seen it all. I mean, I've seen every single level of of sales, um, literally. And and now I know why people buy from people. You know, is because they like to be served. That's really it. You know, you, you come to you know do a good job. That's it
0: yeah and and that's so great that those those individuals you know have encouraged you and empowered you but but really they they taught you a lot right Tommy, and hey. they and I think our best teachings are through experience, right? Yes. It's through going through the process, going through the journey, like that trade show experience. That's everything. Holy when you can, when you can learn how to effectively communicate in person with what six hundred to a thousand people in a day, that's yes. only going to make you a better salesman.
1: Yeah, At that's years only. Old, gonna, you know, that know that what you I'm 12, saying? 13, like, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because that that literally lays the foundations for the rest of your career. Because listen, there's. people People that are, that are probably even going to listen to this episode that are still afraid to talk to people. Right. Period. Right? Yeah. Everyone's, so on Everyone's on their phones. Everyone's on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> getting that experience at a young age, like I did the same thing. I, I got a job for the Oregonian newspaper, grew up in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I was... A distributor dropped us off in neighborhoods and apartment complexes and we had to go sign people up for the newspaper this is uh, this is back when people read the newspaper and so i a clipboard and I'm trying to get you to sign up and so when you go through those experiences especially at a young age I mean you're hearing everything from you woke my baby up like no soliciting, like yes. get out of my yard, you're getting cussed at, yelled at. Um, but also you're you're finding out that there are good people that give you water, you know, yes. that, that ask you how your day's going, how many sales yes. do you have? And yes. so being able to go through those experiences in direct sales at a young age, I mean, it has been nothing but good for me and it sounds like it's really was foundational for you.
1: Yeah, I think most people's fear is, the problem with people is perfection. And so there's no perfect place. And so a part of sales and outreach, if you want to call that growing a business, you have to sell is going to be rejection, folks. People are just not the right. This is the, my dad someone always told me this. I forgot who it was in business. I always try to forget, remember who this is, but oh, anyways, it doesn't matter. They always, I, it sticks to me. People are saying no for two reasons because it's not the right time or they don't have the money. Those two reasons. Is not the right time for them or they don't have the money, meaning they just can't afford your service right now. That doesn't mean if their business grows and you're just an awesome person and just said, Hey, you know what, can I just keep in touch with you and maybe follow up with you every three, six months or something and just see if some fits down the road and you don't just burn the bridge and say, screw you. Okay. You know, I'm out of here. These people might have the money at that point. You know and so it's one of those things that especially in advertising marketing because it's kind of the first thing that gets cut too when things are tough like right now is advertising and google ads you know people are like shut, shut that shit down i mean no one people are going to shut down advertising right now to get through these times and so that always happens but then they rush back and so it's one of those things that bottom line is that the people will be coming back but there's gonna be some short-term pain in my business you know i can guarantee you folks i can guarantee you there's going to be some short-term pain and not just with me, but with a lot of the big advertising agencies and the big media companies and the broadcasters that are getting cancellations from every company under the sun, you know, saying, Hey, can you pause or cancel my campaigns? Because we can't do business. Why are we going to run $10,000 ads, you know, a month or whatever, you know, some are spending way more than that. Uh, if I can't get anything from it, you know what I mean? So, and then the food businesses are doing well right now as you guys as you guys you know i mean anyone that's food is kind of somewhat you know thriving especially the grocery stores i mean we have now seen a resurgence i mean walmart and costco and all these grocery stores are gonna post the most insane sales numbers folks that you've ever seen as a stock investor invest into these companies I can promise you this, these companies are gonna blow it out of the water. Like Amazon is gonna blow their sales out of the water this quarter.
0: That's right. Yeah. No. I think, and that's and that's really, really great advice. Is you know, um, although there is a lot of things that are happening out there, I think we talked about this off air. But um, you know, there's a lot of positives, right? Yes. There There are a lot of positive things, and investing is one of them, right? Because you know, oh, you yeah. think about some of the, the big organizations. Like I'm a I'm I'm a big believer in Nike. So like yes. right now, Nike stocks are super cheap. So if Hettle you like yeah. the, I, I tell people, listen, if you like them, if you wear their stuff, why not own part of it? Well, <laughs> you know, why, why not? Strategy. Why not be part of the team right Right. because it's it's a win-win i'm already investing but but with no return it's possible by buying the sneakers and by buying the gear but if i actually invest in it guess what now i actually i have a seat at the table if you will
1: absolutely folks this is literally the golden ticket my man you guys need to rewind that 30 seconds because he's giving you the sauce he's giving you the the juice there's so many different things to invest in You need to invest in the things that you believe in and that is the stuff that's being debited from your bank account. So if you have Amazon and Target Charges and you buy Nikes and you shop at, or you have AT&T service or you got Verizon or Comcast or whatever you use and buy and you pay for, you are an investor, but you're not getting a return. You're not actually an investor because you don't own a share of that business, but you are investing with your cash. And the way to know that you wanna get out of that company too, because people have this question, how do I get in and I get out, is when that changes. So when that changes to something else is when you need to get out of that and go into this, whatever that next thing is that you like. I mean, it's just basically that simple. If you've been owning a ton of Ford stock right now, and you now now wanting to drive a Tesla, now's the time to sell Ford stock, or you know, not maybe right now, because you don't really wanna sell right now. But the point is you wanna get out of those positions when you have a change in your buying behavior, right? And that's the most important thing because people do need to get out of things too. They don't need to only stay long-term, although I do believe in stocks long-term. But yeah, my man, I I think that, you know, that is very important right now. I think there's so many things to invest in, um, not only figuring out ways to, how to serve your customer better, how to be there for them, be an ear for them, be a voice to them, be a beacon to them. Um, Also on social media, there's a lot of things you can do right now to give back. You can buy toilet paper and you can give it on your social media i mean it sounds stupid but it works you could give away your your gift cards and you can give away just give away stuff right now take a little bit of budget and give it away because people are going through a lot but there's a lot of people engaging on social right now and so it's a win because you can't talk about your business to come into the dealership to test drive but you can give away gift cards right now so that they keep you top of mind and they're going to respond with why you're, you you know, why they're thankful, why you're thankful right now. And they're going to kind of, you know, be grateful that you actually took the time to think about what they're thinking about, you know? And so just these things are out there. I mean, a lot of people are now saying, Oh, shut down the social. And you don't want to do that necessarily. You want to, you want to take this as a way to kind of use these communities to help feed them stuff while they're going through these tough times. It can't be about all about your business right now. It could be more about what they're going through, right? More about what we're going through and social, but, you know, a lot of times you can't get them to come into the business right now. If you wanted to buy a new Lamborghini, you can't buy one today, folks. So, but the point is, you can still be in front of them. I think this is no better time. You need to up your game. I mean, shit, I've seen so many different uh, good companies out there, but funny things being sold right now on online. I mean, I've seen some jewelry companies selling toilet paper for... $40 toilet paper for 29. I don't know if you've seen that one too, but I was like, dude, this company's going ham. They're selling toilet paper, they're a jewelry company.
0: <laughs> well, listen, hey, I think you're you're onto something there. This is a, it's a massive opportunity. Yes. And it's also time to get creative. So like, creative I now. look at it like this, if you're an entrepreneur and you're struggling, like that's good content because guess who else is struggling? A lot of other entrepreneurs. So yes. when you share that information and you give people context into, listen, like I'm dealing with this too, I'm going through this, that's relatable, that's how you build an audience, that's how you build a tribe or or a network of people. And also like give away your best tips, like literally help people out because I'm a firm believer in the more value I can give, that value, it's eventually gonna come back. It may not be today or tomorrow or even next year, But I know eventually someone and because everybody's always watching. There's a lot more lurkers on social than people actually engaging. Oh, yeah. So because I get DMs all the time that are like, Hey, I've been following you for like three months. I'm like, you've never engaged on a piece of content. But they're watching, right? Just
1: remember this. The biggest thing about social media is delivering the impression. Just remember that. Just like with your TV ads and all that stuff, you don't necessarily just go run up to the TV and be like, I love this ad. I'm going to click on it and comment on it. No. You don't, you don't rewatch that most of the time. Sometimes you do, maybe super Bowl ad. It's the same thing with social. People are checking your stuff out more than you realize. There's so many more people checking out your stories than you realize. And your content on LinkedIn, it's the impression. You're absolutely right. It's the most valuable thing that people forget about is, part of this is branding. I mean, yes, you want comments, you want tons of engagement, you want all this great stuff, and that's amazing. Don't get me wrong, you still wanna shoot for that. However, the biggest piece of this whole thing is you're getting your message in front of someone's eyeballs. That's it. I mean, that literally has been it for the whole time in advertising. So yeah, it's just now it's on social, and you can do it in different ways. And there's ways to do it with cat memes, and we can talk about that. There's funny, emotional, or motivational, and contests always work. Those three pillars, folks. I'm giving you three layups. If you ever want to lay up and get a ton of engagement. Find a funny meme about your business and post it today. Do it on a funny Friday, funny Saturday, funny uh, Sunday, funny Sunday. You know why people need to laugh right now. And you'll actually be surprised. People want to laugh, want to share this stuff. And honestly, you can find something around the the, the virus if you can too, because people actually share that more. I mean, it it sounds kind of crazy, but There's a lot of relatability in some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Just, just, you want to be cognizant to your business, obviously as that one, but funny, emotional or motivational, meaning you're telling a story or you're actually giving something a motivation, a motivation Monday. Right now we all need motivation. And so anything motivational always works for your brand. Lastly, I already gave you the layup, but Hey folks, this works contests look them up on google look up timeline engagement contest look up instagram and contests there's a lot of different things you can do with contests you can give away money you can give away product that you have you can give away your time you can give away lots of things it's just a matter of what you do the bigger the price the more the engagement just promise yourself that the bigger the prize or the value the more the engagement Okay, but you'll be, you'll be shocked. I give away, and we've been giving away $5 gift cards on social for 10 years, and it still works. People love getting a $5 gift card in the mail. You know why? That actually buys them one cup of nice Starbucks coffee. And so, or maybe a couple cups of a cheap kind uh, of, you know, like the dollar, whatever, $2 kind of coffee they have there. But most people probably get a latte or something special with that five bucks. So when they're drinking your, the Starbucks and they're enjoying that, they're thinking of you and your brand for giving that to them. For five bucks, you can be actually getting not only a shit ton of engagement, folks, and just tons of people commenting on your posts, but you're actually getting people something tangible that is physically gonna remind them of your brand. There's no better win right now. So these are things that work for sure. Funny, emotional, motivational, or contests, those are layups, dude. I mean, on any kind of page. You can just go out there and start doing it today. They'll start to work. You know, you have to be patient. If you're going to complain about the reach folks right now, you need to boost all your posts. If you need to, if you're complaining about not getting enough people seeing your stuff, you can boost your Facebook posts. You can boost your Instagram posts. You can even boost your LinkedIn posts. If you have enough money. I mean, it's a little bit bigger budget there with uh, close to $10 a day, but you can boost these things if you really wanted to. And so this is all still free. I always, someone always tells me that too. I was like, yeah this is true this is always still free this reach is still always free don't forget this folks um, yeah. but if you if you want more than that just pay a little bit of money put a dollar on your posts you know
0: yeah uh, no and I, and I would add to that and say if you don't want to spend the money there's other way so think about the platforms that have the highest organic reach yes. And right now that's TikTok. tock TikTok, and, it, yes. and it's LinkedIn yes. So if, if you want to like literally this is there isn't a more perfect time to test your marketing to Hell test yeah. your strategies to Hell test yeah. to test your content because um everybody is on the internet like
1: everybody like oh, every,
0: everybody like <laughs> the, we got people whose refrigerators are on the internet you know your thermometer might be on the internet like yes. not just people but devices are on are on the internet so yes. the, the internet is is at scale and now companies and organizations are are seeing how important virtual really really is and so I think at the end of all this we're gonna see a massive shift on organizations saying hmm do we really need this office for a hundred people or maybe can we you know minimize that space that that we have maybe have a couple conference rooms but like our people did just fine working virtually Right? And so for the people that were not as quick to adapt to change, guess who just had to adapt real quick? Everybody Everybody. on the planet. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are and what type of business you are. If you don't have a virtual audience right now today, you are losing traction. And even if you do, you're still losing traction because of the landscape out there.
1: Oh yeah. There's more more podcasters than ever, more content creators than ever. It still shouldn't stop anybody. You know, because what stops people is perfection and then also not getting the numbers or validation. And we talked about this. It takes time and a lot of it is impressions. People aren't gonna necessarily comment and and like every YouTube video you have, but that doesn't mean they didn't view it. So just remember this folks, the same like with anything on earth, literally. It is up to you to continue the, the cycle. I've always been into projects, so I'll keep things going. My, it sounds like you are too, my man. You got multiple irons in the fire and that's just kind of our lifestyle. We enjoy that. Not everyone is that way, but if you feel that desire and urge in yourself to start a podcast, to do a show, to do whatever, you've got to take the time and do it. you got to just spend time doing that. And this is the no better time. Like you said, we're all being reset here, so there's Ways to be more efficient with your time. There's ways to look at your calendar and say, hey, can I add 15 minutes in the morning to write? Or can I block an hour off here to do a podcast? There's ways to do it. And so, but I think you're absolutely right. I think more and more businesses are gonna stop the rent. They're gonna they're going to realize, holy shit, we can run this thing at a lot more higher profitability if we cut out these hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars in rent that no one even wants to be at. No one wants to go to the office. No, they don't. They want to work from the comfort of their home and they want to get their work done and they want to be with their families and they want to go on vacation and they want to be with their friends and they don't want to be driving the two hours every day to work. Like I've heard it all the time. Like people are driving to San Francisco one, two hours a day on the road. Oh, it's, I'm doing it. It's a toll, I'm doing dude. it. Yeah. It's cool. It,
0: listen, it, it is the biggest loss in productivity. Yes. Right. And you can't so, do like, about it. it's
1: like there's nothing you can do.
0: So, I'm literally like, Hey Siri, call this person. Call, you know, I'm listening to pocket. Like, you have to figure yes. out a way to fill that time. Right, so if you're listening and you're in that situation, right? Um, figure out ways to fill that time with that something time. that's good, right? right? Audible, because
1: podcasts.
0: I, we were in Orlando um, not too long ago. We had, we had a team meeting down there, and we had a, a couple different speakers come in. And, and this guy said something to me that really clicked, and I think he had heard it from someone else. But it just makes a lot of sense. And what he said was that the the inner game controls the outer game, mm. right? Like oh, yeah. what you're putting in is gonna is gonna really control what's going out. So, um, what are your thoughts on? you know, especially given the current landscape of the world, you know, spending time taking that introspective look at yourself, you yes. know, whether that's, you know, maybe getting a book, you know, there's lots of resources out there. You know, I'm a firm believer in the strengths finder assessment. It's also, I think now it's known as CliftonStrengths. Oh, okay. The book where you can literally take, uh, there's a code, you plug it in the website, you take an assessment, and it populates what your top five strengths are. Oh, yeah. And it, and it lets you know, okay, now that I know what my strengths are, how can I leverage these strengths to do the things that I want to do, whether that's in my corporate role or whether that's maybe I want to write a book, I want to start a podcast, I want to be an entrepreneur. So, so what are your thoughts on really investing in yourself to start to make things happen for yourself?
1: Yeah, I think now is there's no better time than right now. You know, I'm always someone that is constantly kind of figuring things out. But even for me, man, I mean, there's no better time than right now. I constantly have my goals that are, you know, one year longer goals than that some things get achieved and some things don't shoot. I mean, I don't think we're going to get to the sales numbers, you know, right now this year, but that's okay. You know, you kind of just say, Hey, you know what? Those things are okay. Um, Right now, I think the biggest thing you can do is listen to things that are positive. Get your head out of the news. Don't, don't. Okay. Stay informed, you still wanna stay informed, but don't spend hours of your life watching COVID updates and live maps and all this shit, folks. It's gonna drive you nuts, okay? Spend time watching YouTube videos. Watch it, Watch Netflix if it, if it takes that. Take your mind off that and reset. I love using Audible. I love right now. I'm reading Indistractable. Just finished uh, Shut Up and Listen from Tillman Fertita, the owner of Landry's and Golden Nuggets and thousands of restaurants. And he's got the uh, owner of the Houston Rockets. And he's a huge, he's 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 a very smart businessman. Um, listen to these books sometimes twice. Quite often, I'll listen to these books twice, Jordan, because. You know, you're listening to it. You don't completely get it all. And then you re-listen to it and you realize, oh shit, I do actually do remember all those things they said, you know, so it kind of just revalidates everything. You can put these things at a 1.5 or 2x. And I try to take a walk every day with my daughter. So I'm doing daddy duty, walking with my daughter, uh, getting some great exercise, getting outside, especially right now when, when everyone's inside. And then also having audible in my ears, you know, having... Listening to a quality book, indistractable folks is one of the best books I've read recently, um, listened to recently in that we're all distracted by these little phones we have in our pockets, um, by our email notifications, by content, by our pings and dings on our on our devices, you know, whether it's at a Fitbit, uh pings and dings of calendars and reaching goals and this and that so the the great thing about this book is it's just all about kind of figuring out how to be indistractable which means that you are now control you are now control of your distractions you reset your notifications you reset the pings and dings on your phone so that they don't notify you you have a routine where you turn your phone off at night we now have screen time on our phones if you have an iPhone where you can basically turn it off at 10 o'clock and so you can't hop on the phone. Yeah, you can if you really want to, but it kind of makes it more difficult to, makes you kind of guilt you into, are you sure you want to unlock this? And so, but it's interesting when you turn your phone off and you have that mindset, you just say, hey, the phone's off. You know, it goes off at 10 o'clock at night and it wakes up at seven. It keeps me from quickly just running to my emails in the morning, I'm more present with my daughter, I'm more present making breakfast, I'm more present thinking about the day, um, I always am all about to-do lists. I got a to-do list here that I got to update. So I got my goal list, I got to-do lists. You know, I think that's a big part of life is anything you want to get done, folks, you can put it on a list and get it done. I mean, so many people have things, oh, I wish I had done that, I should have thought that, I should have done that. Just write it down, man. You don't need an app, this thing costs you a dollar, this thing costs you a dollar, two bucks, you're in the business. That That literally has provided me millions of dollars. In business over the last eleven years, and that my business has grown. We got a team, twenty-seven contractors. Uh, that they're all provided and having great success in their businesses and lives. And right now, we're taking a cut as a team, but we're all going to rally back, you know, real strong. But the point is like that built everything for me this has built my shows this has built everything in my whole life everything i wanted to do music everything i ever wanted to do was done by me writing it down and then my favorite thing jordan is those little check marks you know like this little bam black
0: mark bam yep
1: that's just done that's just done and, and getting it done now because obviously as you know we, we tend to progress or we tend to uh <laughs> We tend to find other things to do, right? We tend to, oh, I got this thing to do. I got this email. Oh, shit, this came in. I got, this is more important. When you got a list and you kind of prioritize those things and and try to get the hard things done as soon as possible. I mean, it sounds cliche, but a lot of times you realize that those aren't as hard as you realized, you know, and if you try it first, then it makes answering emails and doing the simple shit that you do all day long so much easier because you're like, damn, I handled this big thing. I got this big project done. And then the rest of the day just seems like it's its so much easier to manage versus the opposite, which we know this is happens, folks, is uh, I'm going to go e- do the easy stuff, easy stuff, easy stuff. And then you avoid or never get done the hard
0: stuff. Yes, yes, that that definitely is. And that happens trap, to everybody. It's you Everybody, yeah.
1: It's human. Everybody can fall
0: into that trap. No matter who um, you are. Absolutely. So, um, you, you, when you were a kid, one thing you referenced, and I want to touch on this, and then I, I want to give people, I want to give you the opportunity to tell people, you know, the best places to get in touch, yeah. in touch with you. So, um, with all the the sports paraphernalia you have behind you on your wall, you know, you got a bunch of signatures. And then, and then I know you were into baseball cards. So what are your thoughts now on this massive resurgence of the sports card world? And oh, then I'll, yeah. kinda, I'll give you my take on it because I, I was big in collecting them. You know, I was big into collecting things like this. Oh, I know, yes. You know, yes starting yes. lineups with with the kid, Ken Griffey. Oh, hell you know? yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so, wow. so what are your thoughts on all this the things that like, to me, it's like all this nostalgia is just really coming back. And uh, these cards now, we're seeing kids instead of investing. Investing money in sneakers to flip. Now they're investing money in sports cars. Well, so what we'll are your thoughts on this whole Gary thing v. coming back?
1: Thank Gary Vaynerchuk for this whole damn thing coming back, man. I swear this dude is like putting people on game on this thing. But obviously it's it's, it's a real thing, man. I mean I'm I'm hoping that some of my he's uh, on it. Oh he's on it, dude. Yeah he's he's on it, and I think he's giving people the blueprint like he always has. My man Gary V has literally give people giving people the blueprint. He just gives you everything you should do. The hard part is you gotta go do it. And so that is the truth, just like any great business idea. It's like, I can give you the sauce. You can go find things at the dollar store and sell them for 10 bucks, you know, buy them for a dollar and sell them for 10 bucks. That's a pretty good margin, but are you gonna do it? Are you gonna go put in the work? Are you gonna go that's find right. it? And so I think that's a part of it. I mean, I'm hoping my baseball cards that I do still have, I, I kind of weeded out all the, you know, crappy cards that you have. And I kind of saved all the, just the the insane ones. This is one of my favorites. I can never sell it, but this is a Peyton Manning, um, that but oh yeah Travis to Travis Peyton Manning this was his rookie year Peyton Manning's rookie year because in collecting on on collecting folks I'll give you guys a tip collecting folks uh, autographs from your favorite rookies it actually works as you need to send them stuff in the training camp and then once you do that they uh, are more likely to sign usually once they get one or two three years of success they're gonna not sign anymore you know they realize that sent signature costs money you know what I mean so that and then when they get older like you see Joe Montana Brett Favre Shit, I got some of my favorite Roger Starbuck, uh, you know, Gail Sayers, you know, some of these guys that are just legends. Usually, is that,
0: think- is that a Mariota signature I see back there? Look, is that Mariota in the Heisman pose? What is that? Oh, no, I don't got any Mariota. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I need no to get Mariota. Mar- I
1: like, I like that guy, man. I like that guy. We, got, um, these are mostly like older legends: uh, Archie Manning, Joe Montana. And on the other side here, I got a lot of my other, and I got honestly, I got freaking like books of them. You know what I mean? And so yep. a lot of them I have sold along the way, um, ones that didn't have my name on them specifically, I've kind of sold them, um, especially during the tough times of 2008, 2009 economic crash. I was like, shit, I need to make any money I can. So, hey, I got a gold mine of autographs here. I was selling all sorts of different things at that point because obviously people were. Um, but yeah, dude, I think that the cards, man, I think that there's something special to it, the nostalgia of it. I'm, I'm interested to see kind of where it goes. I. I think I'm sitting on maybe a good stockpile of, of some goods. I don't know how to sell them. Is it on eBay? How are people selling them? Like, where's the best place?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, eBay eBay is always a good place, right, for the the protection and making sure you get your yes. you know money and all that. And and then actually now StockX. So if, if oh, you're StockX, any, there's anyone that's listening, if you're if you're into sneakers, if you're into flipping sneakers, now they have collectibles on there. You know, wow. you, you got sneakers, you got it's it's really starting to evolve, you know. Wow, and so cool. you can see the real time pricing and what something just sold for. And so yeah, so for any of you out there that are sports card collectors, you know, there are plenty of apps on where you can, you know, at least watch what the price is. You know, it's just like the stock market, right? It's a stock market of collectibles versus, you know, organizations and, and companies. So, right. um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely been interesting because I, I gave my, it's funny you mentioned books. So I, I have this like book of cards and I was looking through it. And I'm like, Bo Jackson. You know, I'm looking through, and I'm yes. starting to see all these, you know, nostalgic names. And I gave it to my my 15 year old son, That's and I awesome. was like, "Listen, I need you to go through these. I need you to price them. Use your notepad on your phone, and yes. and keep track of this. If you do all this for me." Whenever, whenever these sell, I'll give you a commission. That's awesome. Right. So I'm just That's trying to awesome. teach them like, because so this, awesome. this, this is the behind the scenes part of a business. Yes. It's, it's research. It's it's yes. market research. It's educating yourself. It's organization. Right. right?
1: And make oh, it absolutely. Amazing. Make a list. Absolutely. So, you know, so I'm
0: teaching him because he's he's now wanting to start a little sneaker business. He's That's 15 freaking he's awesome, like, dude. He's like, Dad, I, I don't know if I want to go to college. I really want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, listen, yeah. whatever you want to do, if you're if you're happy, I'm happy. Right. You know, I, I don't care what you want to do. I don't care if you want to be a juggler. Like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to invest the energy and time into what you want to do. Awesome, and, and for me, um, I didn't have that as a kid. You I know, didn't no, I didn't, I didn't have a, a, you know, didn't meet my dad till I was 12. So I didn't really have that positive male role model. So I'm looking at it like, listen, uh, it would be a disservice to me to not be excited about what you're excited about.
1: Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um, so that's kind of, you know, one of the things i am uh, been trying to teach him is like, you know, just know that business is hard, right? It, it's anything meaningful you do in life is going to take
1: time. Absolutely, But
0: if you're not willing to take the action, you're never going to create the momentum that's going to get you to where you want to be.
1: So true. And I think everyone's looking for a fast course at this point, you know? And so there's just no fast road out there, folks. Don't get swindled by that bullshit. There's no fast diet. There's no fast body. There's no fast investment portfolio. Unless you get lucky. And that will happen to some of you out there someone is going to get buy a lottery ticket today and win like, but it's one in hundreds of hundreds of millions of people folks. It's not, it's most likely not going to be you. So the truth is it's just now, if you want to be in control and build something long-term and also it builds into your expertise because everyone right now wants to go from this to that, to this, to that, but if you can stick to one thing for a long time, it shows that you actually can handle, learning something and relearning and continually learning and evolving and this changed. Okay. We got to learn that because that's the truth. And that's what like, you know, some of my heroes, if you want to call it investing, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger would tell you is Charlie Munger who's 93 years years old would tell you life, a life well lived is a life full of learning. And that's 93 and he still runs, you know, he's still sitting on the board of Berkshire Hathaway and still out there in front of 45,000 people talking and taking questions from people. And, and you know, who knows how long that's gonna go because he's 93 years old, but he's pretty dang smart, you know, and so that's because he kept his mind active. And that's what, I think that's the only downside or maybe the good thing that's gonna happen going through right now is that unfortunately, maybe there's not gonna be as many people retiring. And maybe that's a good thing. You don't need to retire at 65. We're gonna live to 90. Retire yeah. when you're 90, you know, like you can still do things and have time. And and the um, a lot of people, there's a lot of research. The second you start letting your mind go, man, that's when it's just, a, you know, and so there's no right or wrong that's answer exactly in this yeah. life. As we know, Jordan, we're all just trying to stay alive and stay healthy at this point. But that's if you are not in it for the long term, folks, just realize you're yeah. probably not going to win in any way. I mean, you're going to get lucky that's maybe, it. but you're not going to win.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to be willing to, to fail and then learn from it, right? I think, you know, in life, I'm a firm believer that we are a sum total of all our failures mm-hmm. that we learn from. Right. That that is what's literally got us to the point of today. Um well, hey, listen, I really appreciate your time today, man, and, and dropping some massive value for the audience. And so I wanna give people the opportunity to connect with you after the show. So where are some good places to get in touch with two right? baby. I, Let's I do know this. you're know you're on social i don't know what your website is or anything but go ahead and drop that i'm going to put it in the show notes as well so they can uh, just go ahead and easily click on those links lack of friction for them to get with you
1: so thank you man yeah you can check me out travis tutalin huff uh anywhere on social tutalin is on uh, twitter and instagram and then travis Huff is the formal name uh h-u-f-f on LinkedIn as well as you can check my business out folks we got an offer for you right now we were our tracking um, brands uh, that's what we do as part of our, our kind of a services to give back to those that are listening to me right now uh, and it's really a truly amazing uh, thing that comes because every reports different so it's a social media audit go to realtimeoutsource.com slash be real that's realtimeoutsource.com slash be real Go there, fill out the form and just put in your brand and kind of the website or, or wherever you'd like us to track. And what the software does is it tracks anyone that's mentioning about your brand, talking about you, you get to see who your influencers are. And, and every report is different. Like I said, it's just crazy because uh, that it's all about you so it's it's anyone that's talking about your brand your business your social and then then a lot of times these are things that you didn't even know because they aren't tagging you. maybe they're just talking about your brand especially if you have a bigger brand um, if you're a smaller brand you maybe have less mentions but each one of these is valuable because now you get to see oh shit, you know these five people are my top influencers and the people that really share the love and hey those are the top top people that keep feeding good stuff to because they're sharing it to people from you you know and you get it and then the last thing i love about the reports jordan is that it gives you other correlating content that these people are talking about so we're talking about jordan's podcast here but then they're also talking about startups and finance and it kind of gives you a, a guidance of what other mindset are these people You know, and so that's the other really fascinating part about it. Um, every, every report is different. I swear every single one is different. So check it out, realtimeoutsource.com slash be real. And let's connect on social, reach out to me. Um, I'm a pretty authentic person. So if you reach out to me authentically, I will reach out to you authentically. Do not spam me though, please.
0: <laughs> hey, now listen. I love that, man. And uh, so, folks, that was Travis Huff on the Blaze Your Own Trail podcast. I hope you all are safe, first of all, and well. And, uh, and let's just remember, just try to spread some positivity out there. There, There's so much going on from a negative capacity that if we can just do our part and shed that positive light, it's just going to make it a lot more, uh, a lot better of an experience for humanity overall. So thanks so much again, Travis, for coming on the show.
1: You're welcome, brother. I love you, man.
0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode with Travis Huff. What energy that guy has, man. He's doing some big things out there. Make sure you check out the show notes and connect with him. And then also, if you haven't already subscribed, please make sure to subscribe to the show or follow it on your favorite platform. And then, if you can also on iTunes, leave us a review if you enjoyed the episodes. And also, as always, please share it with anyone that you know that might get some value out of each episode. Can't wait to talk to you on the next episode.